You are listening to 2 plus 3 equals 6 with Tom and Jenna. I'm so glad it's come to this. Life has brought you here. <laughs> oh, you want me to... You always do this. Okay, so um, I just tackled some ghosts in, in the girls' room because apparently their fan was moving. Um, yeah. So should we talk about ghosts this episode? <laughs> No, I'll actually get scared. No, alright. So, anyway. So, it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, been two weeks, really. And it's not that we've lost any kind of gusto for the podcast or, or putting our lives out there. It's just been incredibly crazy. There's a lot's happened in the last two weeks. Mostly, um, kids getting sick. And time being taken off from work. Right after I went back to work. Right after being back to work. And um, I think we're finding it difficult to just carve out some time when kids get sick and life gets in the way for this. And we don't want this to be necessarily a hobby. We want it to be something that it turns into something, you know, fun, awesome, therapeutic, whatever, funny. Um, But not a lot of cool things have been happening. Um, no, the past two weeks um, at all. It's been nothing but stress. And when kids get sick, there's nothing worse because they can't really tell you. Um, yeah, we're talking more or less like when the toddler gets sick and then, of course, the infant gets sick. Um, they can't exactly tell you what's wrong. You just have to kind of assume by looking at their faces covered in snot and hearing them cough and screaming and dirty ass diapers that are beyond fucking earth um in terms of how bad beyond earth they they smell otherworldly basically the diapers but anyway so we've been dealing with a, a sick toddler and a and a getting sick kind of sick infant it's not kind of sick he's sick like okay, he's so, had yeah. to suck his boogers out with one of those suction things And probably the most stressful part of it is that I guess what's frustrating about the way our world is right now is that if you are two working parents, you're kind of set up to fail if someone gets sick Mm -hmm. because you still have to pay for daycare, but you're not getting that daycare and you have to find someone else to watch the child so you can continue to work. Or you stay home. Yeah. With sick kids. Yep. Which um, there was a shared responsibility this round of illness. I stayed home like two and a half days, three days maybe. Um, Your parents helped out quite a bit. Mm -hmm. My mom helped out quite a bit as well um, on a few days, a couple days in there, you know. But it's it's amazing how... It sounds terrible to say this, but your kids get sick and all of a sudden it becomes like an inconvenience. And you're not mad at the kids necessarily, but you are mad at the fucking world, you know, Mm -hmm. because like you said, we have jobs to do. We have jobs that are important to us. Um, You're just returning to work. So it's not like you can take five days. Yeah, I don't have any sick time. Yeah, no sick time. Um, and it's just stressful being home with sick kids. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, it's not quiet. It's not, um, it's not, it's not like you can just, oh, okay, you know, your, 
you're home from from work you know with them you can go out and play no because they're not in the mood to play they want to watch movies but then an infant doesn't want to be put down and you know like you said sucking boogers out which you've done the majority of the sucking of the boogers out i have yes um because <laughs> you know he'll be snorty it'll be like <laughs> then it's like yeah yeah, yeah you make the noises better yeah. so it's just um it's really overwhelming and it's a flaw i think we have in how individualized cultures work you know like that's it's just a flaw i guess when you're just from a system where you don't have a family or community to help out in these situations and again our parents have helped but it's it's they can't take out every day no they can't and yeah um you know in our situation we have so many kids we've just got to divide them um you know divide Mm -hmm. and conquer like yeah my parents helped out with my three biological you know your your twins were kind of taken care of by their family and Mm -hmm. you know casper was either with you or your mom and and it's just a lot of extra arrangements and you and you have to pay for daycare and that's just that's what just sucks um and yeah so, there's no break in the in yeah. the service you you just you pay for the service mm-hmm. not even a reduced mm-hmm. not even like you know you, you even like a reduced rate would would have been kind of nice because like we kind of factored it in on the days that that I took off that were days that, you know, both our parents couldn't, couldn't assist. It was like, if you would have taken a day off, you would have lost money. Mm-hmm. And then also we lose money on, you know, on, on paying for daycare. I'm salaried. Um, but to me, that just means that they get those hours somewhere else, you know, um, maybe not yeah. those workday hours, but they get those hours back. I mean, and right now with what, jenna does um she's ending a quarter you know this is Mm -hmm. happening at the end of a quarter which is the worst for any kind of for any teacher i would say i start a new quarter tomorrow start a new quarter tomorrow (laughs) meanwhile in my world we're ending a quarter in the in the business world um but then also preparing for the new new year's goals new year you know projections and shit like that so it's like we're both like this this all kind of happened at like the worst possible time for paperwork for me but also then schoolwork for jenna so but that's our guff right now is is kids getting sick and it's not an interesting subject kids getting sick so we'll we'll move on from it but um then just life also in the last two weeks has just been busy too on top of the kids being sick and we won't get into details but um been a rough couple weeks yeah just in general it's it's hard when it's hard when you write like I've, i've talked about the postpartum depression and anxiety and we talked about how going back to work helps and it's like when you're in the middle of trying to regulate your emotions just get back on track treat your mental health it's just really hard when you start kind of getting into a new rhythm and then 
something happens that just knocks you out of it and you feel like you're kind of backtracking and struggling. And so I guess right now, like it's hard for me to even have a lot to say because I'm, I'm feeling really defeated, I guess. Um, you know, where it's, it's like, you know, things could always get worse, I guess, but there's just a lot to deal with in a blended family situation. And it's yeah. like when you tackle one problem, then you feel like you just get hit with another one. Um, and it just makes it really hard to just stay <laughs> positive. Yeah. And feel hopeful when you wake up, like it's Sunday night and I don't feel ready for tomorrow at all. Like I don't, you know, like, I just, I don't even feel like I can do it right now. Like, I don't feel, I don't know, There, I, I don't feel super rested from this weekend because I spent a lot of time worrying about the sick yeah. kids, about situations we can't really discuss on here. And so it's like, I just spent all weekend worrying and, and not really relaxing. And um, it's just, I don't know, I, I'm just really... We're over it. Yeah. A little bit. And I think, and I said this earlier, I don't know when I said it, but it was earlier this weekend. Um, You know, I said that everything's always an emergency. There's always something that, um, something that comes up. It's either, you know, with with this many kids and blending and and blending with, with, with other other parents, I guess, too, or I should say sharing custody with other kids. Um, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be like a little bit of a, a, a boulder in the road where it's like you have to figure out how to get around it or go right through it. Um, everything's always an emergency. There's always something. It's never just quiet. Um, out, out of this many kids that we have, you know, that, that we're sharing and that we're blending, one of them's always going to be sick. Like someone's always going to have a cold or someone's always going to have something going on at school or something going on personally that we have to address. And, um, and, and we were, it felt like we were finding a rhythm a little bit, you know, like you said, you know, and then in the last two weeks, it's just been derailed by too many, um, things and kids being sick did not help. You know, because your your worry is with the kids. You're doing everything you can, but you also have to take care of the other kids though too, and make sure they don't get sick. You know, like, like hey, don't get near the baby. Don't don't come near the baby with your cough, or just don't touch each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get out of each other's faces. And the kids have actually been, to me, actually fairly fairly okay. Mm-hmm. the last two weeks they seem to have, like nothing has seemed to really stop them from progressing with it you know there's been progressing with what well like progressing with just getting getting used to the the, the new routine you know they seem to have kind of flourished a little bit honestly they've had fun they've laughed they've gotten mad at each other they've gotten over it they've what what new routine <laughs> well the new routine of you being back to work oh you know just you being back to work, them being back in school, like it's two months in, three months in now, you know, that's what I mean by new routine. Like they haven't, 
like the kids be the other you know like the younger ones being sick hasn't stopped them the stresses that we've had you know in these last two weeks hasn't stopped them from having a good time or you know going about their day doing their activities there's been makeup activities and you know there's sports and things like that they haven't their their lives haven't been interrupted by it you know that's what i mean does that make sense no well maybe that's where we should shift to i guess holding on to the moments because you <laughs> talked about how you need to be less of a moment ruiner like yeah, i don't know no. it's weird like i i'm just in this moment feeling really exhausted and defeated by everything and it's right. sunday night you know it's, but whatever. it's the worst day but i think I'm a moment ruiner. Let's start with that. Well, okay. So, so hold on though. Like it's, so I'm someone where, uh, you know, maybe it's the, part of it is just who I am being kind of emo. Part of it is the nature of my job where I've always been someone that holds on to moments. Like when I see bright spots of hope or something special happens in the midst of a really shitty day, I hold on to that and I let it sink in. And, it, and I and I let it give me hope. Um, Tom's kind of a moment ruiner. <laughs> Sometimes it's comical. Like, Sometimes it's comical. Um, it's not always. It's not uh, always like okay, killing I'm it. Say though, like ninety oh, okay. percent of the time, it's not comical to me. Really it's frustrating to me because oh, well, because tell me how I you really feel. Ninety percent gladly. Yeah, ninety percent of the time, <laughs> um, yeah, of the time oh, I get frustrated because I feel like we need those moments to get us by, and you're like, yeah, no, and I want you to celebrate with me, and you're just not in that headspace. Can you give me a, um, an example where? Yeah, so like yeah, you know, hear, the, I gotta hear this. I'm interested. Well, the, it's it's like. I, I don't know the one that came to mind first but this wasn't a moment so much as a whole night but it was the night that it was the night that like we got the kids on track with some structure you know oh, where it was yeah. like and and there were lots of sweet moments where they were bonding they were role-playing being parents one of my kids made a um a card where she called you dad for the first time or one of the first times, like a card that said mom and dad on it. And you kind of just didn't really react to it. And you, you weren't, I didn't think I ruined you didn't that moment. really, well, you weren't, I don't know. You just didn't really seem that phased by it. And, and that whole night I was like, Hey, this is insane, but we're making progress. And you just kind of seemed like, yeah, I don't know. All this still sucks. <laughs> and it just, it wasn't like it, it was. So first off, I was grumpy. Uh, first off, I was grumpy that night. You were. Yeah. I was grumpy because it didn't start out. Well, we got to touch on the dad thing first, first of all, because maybe I was just taken back a little bit by it, you know, So I'm still trying. Anyway, anyway. So first of all, I was grumpy that night. In general, I was grumpy. Like, I wasn't... The last thing I wanted to do when I got off work was have all the kids... Because they didn't start out well. They were fighting at first. And they were, you know, doing their thing. And they were they were fine. They were just, they were just kind of at each other a little bit with everything. No one could figure out what to do. But it was just one of those days where I just... 
wanted to just, I don't know, so somewhere in my mind, just come home to a quiet house, you know, like, you know, like I just didn't want to step up and be, didn't want to step up and be a parent that night. You know, I was kind of just mad at, not at the kids, but just mad at the day at work and mad at the week. And it was just long. And I just wanted to be like, oh, I just want to go out and just have carefree fun. I don't want to be, I don't want to be at home, you know, right now. But but you stepped up and you were like crushing it and creating structure because we had talked about like, okay, how do we, how do we get them to clean? Yeah, and we talked about what happened in a previous episode. So we, so it's kind of like if you've listened to it, you you know which one it was. But um, it was probably one of my my postpartum ones that I did by myself. But but yeah, that's just it. It's part of the reason. I mean, who knows for sure the reason why? And I I maybe don't even want to know yet. But like, I'm gonna go ahead and like why you didn't say anything. I'm gonna go ahead and say in the midst of some of those heavy things I talked about in the postpartum episodes, I was also feeling very hopeful and you weren't there yet. No, no. And that, I guess, I guess that was hard, but, but we were talking about being a moment ruiner. That was, that was kind of it. Like I was like, (laughs) look at the success we're having. This is working. Mm -hmm. Look at all the ways they're responding to it. And it just didn't seem like you wanted to see that. Um, and and that was kind of hard but i don't know like this originally started out as a joke but yeah at 90 percent of the time it does kind of suck because <laughs> Jesus. i wish you would celebrate some of those little successes with me because i think we're gonna have to to get through this mm-hmm. and so all of that is to say um in the midst of feeling really defeated because I do right now and I feel a little bit just depressed like I've I've backtracked a little bit because we've had a couple wrenches thrown into our situations that we can't really get into but that I feel like have just knocked me whatever yeah that have just knocked me down a little bit and kind of like what I said before it's like you know I I got I was feeling better you know when I got back to work I was like all right this is the structure look at what we've made it through look at what we've been successful at look what used to be scary and isn't scary anymore and and we're making it we're okay and then some stuff happened and it's like well shit now I feel like like I I have to I don't know put my guard up again or I feel like I have to worry again and I and it's scary and so I guess, though, like, there are still moments, even in the midst of all this, where you have to remind yourself you don't fully know what's going through any child's mind, and sometimes you don't give yourself enough credit as a parent for the attention or the good job that you are doing, even in the midst of chaotic situations like this one. And so a moment for me was actually a a phone conference I had with X Factor's teacher and I had to do a Google Meet because it was too hard for us to even schedule like a conference in the midst of all the other appointments we have and X Factor you know if you remember from previous episodes is the one who sometimes can be the most difficult at home the most like resistant to cleaning up sometimes she can have the most attitude um but here's but here's the whole X factor thing is that also sometimes she can opposite. have the most positive influence and <laughs> surprise you with things that that you didn't know and 
And if I'm being honest, she's the one who I feel like I sometimes don't give enough attention to. And a couple reasons are, of all my kids, she's the only one that goes with her dad sometimes. So sometimes she's just not here. But also, you know, her older sister has a chronic illness. And then, you know, there's two little brothers. And so it's like she's the one where I feel like I just, you know, I don't always connect with her but she's also just out a lot like she out, likes to be out doing things so some of it is she's just yeah, out riding her bike gets or home from school and she goes to her a friend's, friend's house yeah. yeah so so it's like what i'm trying to say is like i feel like i've failed her the most because i haven't given her the attention she needed and, God damn. but it's true like i feel like that sometimes and i think parents feel like that sometimes but her teacher in this conference, which was just last Thursday or Friday, I can't remember which day, just gushed over her and said, you have this very special little girl. Like, not only is she, you know, excelling at reading and math and all the, the core subjects, but she helps other kids. She's this social light, which I knew, but like in an appropriate way. Nothing about any kind of attitude, which she shows us a lot at home. Nothing about, you know, any of that. And she just seems to be thriving at school. And it's like, you know, here's this kid who I thought I was failing, you know, and here she is just doing super well at school, not just academically, but socially. And I had to hold on to that because it's, it just reminds, well, number one, like I'm proud of her, but number two, there's just, you know, there's the bitter part of you that could look at it and be like, okay, well, thanks for the attitude at home. But there's also the part of, well, okay, if she's doing that well, it's, she wouldn't be doing that well at school if, if she felt neglected by me or she felt like I didn't care about her or she felt like she wasn't seen, you know? And so that was a moment for me where it's like, okay, somehow in the midst of all this that we're going through, she's doing well better than than I expected um and I guess it was just encouraging that that happened so to your point of like the older kids are still out doing their thing yeah um I think there's just a lot of ways that we don't give ourselves enough credit we get caught up on the things that look stupid or that don't go the way that we plan but it's like you know our kids are always fed our kids are, yeah, they have fights, but for the most part, like, they have a decent time when they're here, you know what I mean? They Yeah, blood they, hasn't been drawn. They... Yet. Um, see, okay, that's a moment ruiner. That's not a moment no, ruiner. that's a moment ruiner. I'm sitting here trying to say these positive things. You're like, yeah, well, there's no blood. I didn't, so but, it was like, tone, but my tone was, was quite... What? It wasn't, it wasn't like... Yet, yeah, they're having fun, but yeah, they'll kill each other. It wasn't like that. Is that what you're talking about? What it just world? changes. It just changes the bar a little bit. Of like, <laughs> hey, you know, positive. Yeah, nobody's drawn blood yet. I don't know. Whatever. It's <laughs> whatever. Tom, the moment um, ruiner. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know. I you just there's there's silver linings and and. You do have to hold on to moments. Yes. Um, and, and here's the, the part that's hitting me, too, is, you know, oof, like, you can cut this out if you want to, but oh, I'm going to go shit. here. 
he and I have been have been going through it too. I mean, sometimes you know you don't realize all the prior like relationship issues you have or personal issues you have until you're finally like with your person and building the family you wanted. Some some stuff comes out, and oh, so yeah. Yeah. what's interesting, I think. For all the times that we, and and by stuff I mean Tom and I both have some pretty deep seated issues from just let's say we just have some stress we have some stress our from individual our, stress our past lives yeah we have individual stress from our past lives I would say right now more so me yeah I would say more so me that 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 does not make life easier but then but then we have our stresses together which to me i'm sorry but our stresses together seem very minimal compared to our individual stresses wait what i i feel like our individual stresses are are much are, are heavier than the stresses that you and i have as a couple you mean like like the battles that we're each fighting like you're fighting a battle right now i'm mm-hmm. fighting a battle right now but then together our battles aren't they don't no. they don't they're not as the there's not as hard to overcome no and that's what i as was our individual say. Stress. okay and that's what i was gonna say is the irony of this whole thing is that we feel like we don't get time together we have so much on our plate with six kids with kids getting sick and with bigger issues going on with the kids but somehow in the midst of it you and i have had so much introspection of like yeah of being able to like see each other and the issues we're struggling with and mm-hmm. both of us have been able to help each other yeah, with like and comfort and comfort each other and help each other see you know what like i think you're struggling because of this and, and it's like oh shit yeah um and and so somehow it's 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 weird because we feel like we don't have enough time or moments together but but and somehow in the midst of all this he and i are dealing with some long dormant things that we just haven't haven't faced um and and you know I think that's what happens sometimes when you when you do blend and you find your person later in life is it's like you don't realize how long you may have just been getting by or shutting off certain needs that you have or carrying you know carrying bad moments that happened in the past with you Mm-hmm. You know, because one thing, at least in the last week that I've, that I've well, learned quite a bit in the last week, but I thought I had progressed past a few things in my life a hell of a lot. You know, like I, I thought that they were, they were so dormant. They hadn't been brought up in years. I thought I'd worked through them, you know, through other therapies and other things that I did. I, th- I thought I grew out of those problems. And then all of a sudden now they're coming to I shouldn't say coming to a head but coming to light again and it's like okay wait a minute I thought I dealt with this a couple of years ago I thought I had moved past this and grew from this and and I and, and I didn't you know and you know it took being able to talk to you about it you know and and certain triggers that that, that come up and um but then it just sucks because you're like, shit, I haven't dealt with this properly. This problem from the past, I haven't dealt with this. I've, I've just 
pushed it away or I've, you know, buried it down, which is something I do. You know, it's like I do bury some shit because some, sometimes I feel like it's good to bury and then other times, you know, obviously you can't. Um, but yeah, shit resurfaces when you don't address it. And then it resurfaces at your most stressful t- <laughs> moment, you know. And that's what I think people, if you're, if you're really in love with the person that you're blending with and you're really starting fresh and really trying to go after you know, love and, and what you wanted. It's like you, you, I guess you have to be prepared for seeing parts of yourself that, that you, that you, that, that aren't quite healed and that aren't, you know, um, it's, it's just, there's just a lot of scary vulnerability involved because, you know, what you pointed out to me is that, cause I, you know, I've been struggling mentally and saying, Tom, you know, I'm, I'm back in survival mode, like fight or flight all the time. And I hate it. And what he said to me was, no, I think you, you're normally you're in survival mode. I think you're transitioning to safety mode and and that's what's scaring you is because you're afraid of feeling safe in a relationship or feeling safe in a situation and that it's going to get ripped away from you. And I mean, to be honest, that's why a lot of us end up in the wrong types of relationships is because we've been vulnerable before or we've, you know, there's there's lots of reasons you end up in the wrong relationship, but you know, in my case, I just did not realize how deep into protecting myself and protecting my kids and cutting myself off from ever thinking that I could have a real partnership or someone I could rely on. I I didn't realize how deep into that I was until I was too afraid of really relying on Tom and really being afraid that's that that would be taken from me and and um you know maybe that's my personal struggle but the way that it could relate to others is it's like you know when you when you do blend and when you do find the family that you have been waiting for you've also got to be prepared to maybe deal with some of the shit that you didn't know that you you still struggled with because you're finally with someone who you can trust and who you can, you know, you, you can't, you can't use old coping mechanisms. You can't put up walls you used to put up. You can't compartmentalize yourself anymore. You just have to be your whole ass self and feel your whole ass feelings. And when you've, when you've just gotten used to getting by and sort of shielding yourself from certain things, um, that's that's a really hard thing to do and it doesn't matter if your situation was more like mine where I I did more on my own and just got to a place where I was like no I'm just not gonna rely on every anybody um or if you were in a situation with the wrong person for a long time and you just assimilated into a role that wasn't you um there is something too, like there's a difference between being on your own post-divorce or post-long relationship and just living your single life. There's a difference between that and then actually trying to be in a relationship again, the kind of relationship that you've wanted your whole life. There's there's some things that you might have to address that you, you didn't know you had to address. 
But I guess what it comes back to is that you and I talk about not having time and about not, and we don't have the time, but somehow, somehow, in the midst of all of these stressors, both of us working full-time, sick kids, dealing with some bigger life problems we didn't think we'd have to deal with, managing conflict with kids, somehow, in the midst of that, you and I have had been able to have these conversations that have led to, like I said, some pretty important introspection and steps towards just getting better. And it sounds so cheesy, but that's what we say is like, we're, it's, it's fighting for love, man. You know, oh, like at the end of the day, it's like, it's <laughs> like, fight is, for that this, love. is it's like, is this hashtag fight for love? Is this worth it? And it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, the, is this worth it? it? That, yeah, that comes up. Or are we doing the right thing? At least for me, at least for me, it fucking is because it's like ruining a moment. Yeah. That, you do, that wasn't though. intentional, though. That was okay, just. Well, maybe that is somewhere where you need to have some introspection. <laughs> and Listen, some of my like, moments why? that I ruin are things. pretty great. It's not, that wasn't sabotage. Oh, yeah, for you, not for you, because you were the one ruining it. Yeah. Not the one being sabotaged. Yeah. In the midst of trying to have a serious thought. I'm pretty selfish. Do you know how much emo people hate me being interrupted? When they're being emo and trying to talk about life in the world. Yeah, so lately um, I've been doing this thing, which is something that I normally do, that I think that you've just caught on to, but you're you're talking to me, uh-huh. and I start fiddling or yeah, start kind of quasi-walking away, but I'm still listening. I hate it so much. I'm still listening. I'm just like, you know, in, in the middle of something, and you fucking hate it. And but I, you but don't been... fiddle or walk away until I talk. When you talk, not, you like, make walking. eye contact. No, when you talk, yeah. you make eye contact. I'm giving me. you the baby brown, you know? You... <laughs> and you're very serious and you're focused. And then yes. I start talking and you're like, yep, mm-hmm, yep. Oh, okay, now hold on. With that seems like it's and... like I'm being dismissive. I'm not being well, dismissive. Well, but that's how it feels. That's you, why you, I hate it. You just said. Your nonverbals you just are said, dismissive. You just said five minutes ago that I'm like super good listener and give like awesome advice. And now you're saying that I walk away. <laughs> No, it's two different things. You uh, you say things that cause me to understand myself better, but while I'm, I'm fidgeting about, and no, when you talk, yeah. you are focused with the baby brains as you just brought <laughs> up. Um, and then when I start talking, not every you time, fiddle don't, and you awkwardly walk away, and Ooh. you break eye contact. So sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes I'm just very anxious. It's not like I'm yeah, and not I listening. I think you should look into that because oh I don't like it. But anyway, wow. <laughs> well, whatever you brought it up, I didn't. So well, yeah, I, you I, did, I bring, did bring you it. Up. I did bring it up, did, but so um, didn't expect for it to be a learning moment for well, for maybe Tom. It, it should be. I but, have a lot of learning. Um, I have a lot to learn, but, guys. It's all I've learned is that I have a lot to learn. And that's great. You know, that is, I feel like what keeps you going in life because the people, number one, the people who think they know everything are jackasses and they don't know everything. Number two, realizing that you always have a lot to learn, in my opinion, especially as a teacher, um, is what makes you smart because I am rather intelligent. 
I really love it when <laughs> I'm having moments and you just like fuck off. Like I just. Oh, I was okay. just pointing out how intelligent you know, I am. I'm gonna wrap this up because you're making me feel tired. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but but it, I, it's very interesting to me that in the midst of all of this and never having time, somehow we've had these big self discovery moments and moments of intense healing, even though we never feel like we have enough time for ourselves. And a lot of times these conversations are drive-by in the kitchen where we have a minute when the kids are watching yeah. TV or right when we get out of the shower or or whatever. Like, I don't even know when we have these conversations because it's somehow just in the midst of everything else that we're doing. But I guess I guess the important thing is, is that we do. And mm-hmm. sometimes when you step back in the midst of feeling defeated and you do hold on to those moments and and you look at the things that are happening despite the chaos it's like I, I just think it's important to remember that you don't always know the full impact of what you're doing we don't know the full impact on what we're doing you know with our kids we don't know you know ways that all of this might be positive for them that we don't mm-hmm. see we don't know ways that that you know even just us going through some of this transformation even though it's been painful it's been real and it's been honest and we have been ourselves yeah like we have been fully ourselves and i think there's something really powerful in feeling like you can just be your goddamn self like that's all anybody wants and maybe our kids even though we've had disagreements we've had tension our kids i think are starting to see that we are you know we're we're being real like we're being who we are and they're better at this than us if you think well of well okay can yeah, i yeah, yeah no no finish your thought finish your thought because I didn't it was to... something i didn't yeah realize you told me that your twins are excited to to be with you again here well, even though we yeah. have all this tension not that they weren't before but yeah, you pointed yeah. out that your twins seem more excited to be around you here because you are happy and when you were living you know in an apartment with a roommate or alone or whatever you were doing yeah. you weren't as happy yeah, you said something like that, where it's like they seem more excited again because no, they're, it's like there's yeah. there's something different in you here, and that stood yep. out to me yeah. because no. it was really meaningful to me that they felt that way. All right, when when you when yeah, I'm trying to trying to think of how I phrased it, but but yes, they they are excited to, you know. Well, they're always excited to be with me but they seem a little bit you know more gung-ho about like okay like what do we got going on what what are we messing up this weekend let's do it you know like you know it, it's um can't remember what exactly was was said by by one of them jesus um but no they're they're yeah they're excited to see me happy and um i'm of course excited to be happy too you know but they're did you have a 
more on your thought? Well, I, I guess I'm just wrapping up that like, you know, I do feel really defeated and exhausted right now, but I think I need to, even as somebody who appreciates the moments, I think I need to remind myself that there's always a lot going on beneath the surface of everyone's minds and a lot going on with the system that we're building where we feel like we've failed a lot. Yeah. We always feel like we fail. Parents always feel like they fail, but there's so many ways that you're not failing or that you're actually succeeding and you don't even realize it. Um, and being able to start seeing some of those moments is a big deal. Um, and, you know, it, it sucks that it's not obvious. Kids need to be better at being more grateful, I guess. It doesn't mean that, you know, they Kids can't just, just, yeah, like be better at showing it. But I guess I'm just trying to say there's probably ways that we are succeeding, even though you and I have both been in a lot of pain the last week, even though you and I have felt like we're just in the trenches a lot, even though you and I feel like we're just facing battle after battle obstacle after obstacle there might be a lot of really great things happening alongside it that are just hard to see or victories that are happening in the midst of it that that we don't see yet um and and i don't know a part of me maybe just needs to hold on to that right now yeah and the one I covered was X Factor having a good conference, learning that your twins see a change in you, hearing from your sister that you, she's never seen you this happy in your life. Um, yeah, yeah. You know. I didn't ruin those moments. Not, not those moments, like when you're telling me about X Factor. Yeah, well... Wait, wait, did I ruin that when you were giving a grade A report? You just didn't believe me. I did believe you. What the hell? Okay, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but... Oh, that's the end of my thought on that. A lot of good things, I think, are happening in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this bullshit, and it's just... Oh, we're tired. Yeah. Now what? Well, what are your thoughts on what I just said? I don't know. I don't know. It kind of felt like I was being dumped on a little bit. Why? Uh, moment ruiners. Not accepting or, or, or living in the moment. Um, I feel like I do. I feel like I do for the most part. Um, maybe not in the last couple of weeks. I haven't been like great at you know accepting little moments but you are right though we always do find um random pockets of of uh intense conversation that we get to have where we do learn about each other even it happened tonight when we're talking about one of our situations like uh, you're on the couch i'm in a chair the infant's saddled up on his new little boppy thing and quiet for a moment and you were you were very stressed and I just kind of like got passionately angry about the situation you know but that was a moment that we were like oh okay yeah, yeah, well, you're fucking right you know like well you made me feel very validated because I was feeling like I had failed with the situation with yeah. the infant 
And you said, I don't like that you're feeling this way. And I'm not used to somebody caring about me, feeling like I, I failed. I'm not used to somebody wanting to defend me in that way. Not used to somebody caring about my feelings on that level. And but that I was guess a, it just meant a lot to me. Yeah, but that was a pocket, though, a little moment that we got. So I don't know. So it's like we never know when we're going to get these moments. When you made me feel like I didn't fail, you made Which me you feel didn't. like it, yeah. it wasn't as on me as I thought it was. Right. No, and, and yeah, but I just wanted more moments. I want more planned moments. I, I think that's my my big thing right now. Need to get better at not ruining moments, but again, I think some of them are hilarious. Like what? Usually, like when we're flirting or something. Well, those are funny, but and that's then I flirting. take yeah, yeah yeah, but then I take it not too far, but just kill the. Oh, you mean like calling me Mrs. Claus? Yeah. I got some new pajamas because yeah. I hate winter and I found a 30% off deal where I could get some cozy little jam jams. Purposely got one with a red top because yeah. he says I look good in red. She does. Put it on tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was full he and close. told me that I looked like Mrs. Claus. But then I gave and you then a backstory. continued, yep. That was. Where you're somehow Saint Nick. What What about Mrs. Claus is sexy? Like, I'm 34 years old. Oh, I, well, I'm not trying to. But the backstory I gave you was you know, you're like, you're in your mid 20s, you know, you're new to the city, you know. Like, I gave you a whole backstory as a young Mrs. Claus, you know, before like the gray hair and the, the, the monocles and shit that she wears. But, yeah, but what is appealing about being Mrs. Claus in general? She's Santa Claus's wife. Yeah. Yeah. She's immortal. She's been the, around. The creepy guy who goes around in people's houses at night and eats their food. That and, they leave for and him. It's, I didn't even do the Santa thing with my kids. I know. And we got to talk about, oh, shit, stupid. we really got to talk so about stupid. that. No, it's, it's really like, no, not. I bought you this fucking gift with my money that I worked for. Okay. You can appreciate me and the fact that I bought this for you. Not some fictional thing. Never mind the fact about how heartbroken kids get when they find out this thing is new. No, I, I'm sorry. It's, the whole Santa thing is fucking stupid. So and this is our I Christmas episode is what you're saying? I don't know. I wanted to have an entire it's, episode about okay, that because well, we actually need to talk about okay, that. Okay, well, it's stupid. and Wow. It's so stupid. It's whimsy. There's lots of ways to have whimsy that don't involve a fictional it's magic. elderly gentleman coming into your house at night and god okay i don't have the energy to go there now but my point is he called me mrs claus yeah and i gave her a sexy backstory it was not sexy it was incredibly sexy so the moments um we decided to um capture one of our moments permanently by putting some goo goo dolls lyrics on our wall because one of the best nights we had together happened about a month ago when we <laughs> saw the goo goo dolls in concert only took so. a year and a half <laughs> for the best well, night ever you know what we had it and it was we did an amazing concert been it my was. favorite band since it i was, was 15 amazing, actually um and part it's of funny because it was my favorite band when i was 15 but because i'm like 30 years older than you but that's just it's it. Like the like same, yeah. But that's partly why I'm with you. Is 
we have shared interests and we can appreciate the things that the other one loves, you know, and we can share emo moments. So we ordered some decal of those lyrics to put on the wall and I've aged well too. I think that helps. Yeah. No, you do look good. I was actually telling your sister that when she was over. Jesus. Yeah, no, we talked a lot. I was like, he looks good now. (laughs) He actually looks like younger somehow. Yeah. Than old pictures I've seen with of you. Like somehow you look younger now. But we're I mean, we're getting close to an hour on this one and now we're kinda just talking about other stuff. So you know I think the takeaway is that I'm very good looking and if you haven't heard, you haven't checked out Goo Goo Dolls, check them out. It's not like there's some local band yeah, that no, they're... needs our promotion. <laughs> Fuck, they've been around forever and they're rock stars. But yeah, yeah. no, it's whatever. Um, All right. Let's go watch some Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's what we've been doing lately for some laughs. But uh, hey, the takeaway is... I'm incredibly handsome. Like Santa Claus. We are going to have a, we have to have. The takeaway is, the takeaway is, we feel defeated and exhausted, but there's always moments. And now that I've had a chance to reflect on that, somehow, somehow, in the midst of all this shit, we've found ways to deal with our shit Mm -hmm. and do something for us that's meaningful. You know, pick something to put up in our house that's meaningful and can remind us of those moments. And I think eventually we'll hit a point where there is a little bit more structure. There is a little bit more stability. And we can just fucking be. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that's about it.